will shine a much needed spotlight on the authority to return schools to parents and teachers with Rebecca Friedrichs on this episode of United Patriots Uprising with Gary Benford. I'm your host, Gary Benford. Thanks for joining us. This podcast is available at RadioInfluence.com or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. You can also find it on YouTube, Rumble, and Conservative TV of America. What I hope you'll do is subscribe. That'll help other people find the show. And make sure you tell your friends about this show. Wow, I'll never forget the first time I saw Rebecca Friedrichs. I was sitting down watching the Republican National Convention first day. I think it was the opening day, 2020. And she was the second speaker. And boy, did she rock the house talking about teachers unions and about how her kids are being captured. A lot of people don't know about this. Do you want to find out? Well, let's get into it. Her editorials can be found nationwide, many, many outlets. She's a regular on radio and on television. And she's the host of PragerU. This is a woman who goes after the teachers' unions, wants to return schools to the parents and the teachers while knocking out the Marxist indoctrination in the process. She's got a great website founded with her and her husband, Charles, which is called For Kids and Country. I welcome to the show a frequent guest when it was audio for the first time on video, Rebecca Friedrichs. Rebecca, how are you? I'm great, Gary. It's so wonderful to be here with you today. And it's great to, to talk to you again. And people, uh, uh, I consider Rebecca a friend. We, we email back and forth during the year many times. And one of the things I love about you, Rebecca, I was a Sunday school teacher for many years, ages seven through 12. So I've had a heart for kids. And the fact that you have a heart for kids, this is so special. As you know, we're both believers, follow the Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. And he said, bring the kids unto me. Uh, unfortunately, it looks like the kids are being brought into Marxist indoctrination centers. So let's uh, hear the gory details. We'll work backwards, but how bad is the public school system now nationally? Well, Gary, first of all, I was a Sunday school teacher, too. So how fun. Kindergarten and first grade. I loved it. Um, how bad is it? It's really bad. It's worse than people can imagine. So I want to I kind of want to lay some groundwork first, just so people understand. I taught 28 years in the public schools. I would still be there if the system wasn't so corrupt. My husband, Charles, taught 42 years in public schools. We're from California. Um, the, the school systems are corrupt. The whole system is corrupt. And Gary is correct. It is run by Marxists slash socialists slash communists. But it's not your average teacher out there who is doing these things. Most teachers are good people, kind people. They love children. They're go along to get along kind of personalities. They just want to keep the peace. And so the teaching profession many, many moons ago in the late 1800s was infiltrated by these so-called unions. And so I just want to make it clear to your audience that most teachers out there are good people, but the, the, the quote teachers who are damaging the children are actually activists who've been hand-selected and plopped into your school by the so-called teacher unions. So we just want to get that out of the way. So the unions, the so-called teacher unions, they call themselves teacher 
and they call themselves union so that they could get the trust of the American people. Who would question teachers and who would question a union that's there to supposedly help, you know, uh, the, the worker, right? But they aren't really teachers and they aren't really a union. They're actually pushing this radical Marxist communist agenda and they have been doing so since the late 1800s. So just a little bit of history. Uh, they were able to get a real stronghold in 1933. That's when they started, uh, not only the, the unions were not only involved in this, but their allies. They started something called the Frankfurt School at Columbia University in New York. The Frankfurt School is where they started teaching the whole Marxist socialist agenda. And they started by teaching it to superintendents and principals or people who were going into that profession of being administrators in the educational system. So they first started manipulating and indoctrinating uh, with propaganda those in leadership positions in our universities and our K-12 schools. So then they were able to uh, spread that out to every teacher college in the country, except for a few, a handful like Hillsdale College, maybe a few Christian schools out there who aren't teaching this. But most of the, the schools out there are now promoting a socialist Marxist agenda. And most teachers have no idea that they are being propagandized and indoctrinated into a very dangerous anti-American, anti-family, anti-child, anti-God system through our uh, teacher colleges. That is true. But as you said, you really want to return this not only to the teachers, but to the parents. Why don't the parents know? Because back in the day when I was in school, that's a long time ago, everybody, the parents were always kept in the loop. They knew what we were, what we were being taught. They went to parent teachers association meetings. There's been a meeting of the parents of your own uh, in the elementary, the third grade, or your teacher would have it, or in the junior high school, whatever, they would always keep the parents in the loop. Plus, the parents used to look at your homework and try and help you figure out how to do your homework and make sure you're doing it right until algebra trigonometry came along, and that kind of went over my parents' head. But the point I'm trying to make is parents were always watching what you were doing. What happened? How did this go awry? So, Gary, this is a big question with a, a, a the answer, you know, spans over 150 years, but I'm just going to hit some highlights. So um, the first major thing that happened was that the so-called teacher unions infiltrated our schools. They were able through using the judiciary, um, if through manipulating the politicians that they support, they were able to pass all kinds of different laws. Um, and things to just favor them, give them monopoly status as, you know, the union representative for teachers, and they took over the teaching profession. So you, that's the first thing we have to understand. Another thing that happened under uh, John F. Kennedy, uh, JFK signed an executive order giving government unions the right to collectively bargain. Now, this was just unprecedented because even a union leaders, so there's a difference, there's private unions, and there's government unions. So the private union leaders in the old days, they even would say, right along with you know uh, 
other leaders in our country that we should never, ever, ever have government unions because you can't have a union taking, you know, the taxpayers are funding the, the salaries of these people, right? And now they're using taxpayer dollars to fund a union. The union puts people into office and now the union is bargaining on both sides of the table. The whole thing is corrupt. So we all knew we should never have government unions, but then all of a sudden we did. And then all of a sudden, under JFK, they get the right to collectively bargain. This is key because that's how the parents were removed from the system. Prior to collective bargaining, parents were the driving force. Parents were in charge. Parents were at these meetings. Parents were choosing the curricula. Parents were involved in helping hire the teachers. The parents were everything. The way our founders set up our educational system, we did not have, quote, public schools funded by the government in the early days of America. In fact, that's unconstitutional. Our parents were either doing homeschooling, we had one-room schoolhouses, we had dame schools, we had all kinds of little, um, you know, little schools where tutors were helping children, but it was not this gigantic public school system. That's just unconstitutional. So it, mm -hmm. the parents were the drivers and they brought in the, the teachers that they chose. So all of that was destroyed thanks to unions taking over, forcing. Teachers didn't want to be in unions. They were forced. They were coerced. And then the collective, the right to collectively bargain literally moved parents away from the table. You mentioned the PTA. The PTA is so key because in the old days, the PTA was actually there to give voice and to help parents and good teachers stand together for what was right for the children. Well, what happened was in the, I actually have a whole chapter about this in my book. Um, they, the, in the 1960s and 70s, the National Education Association, the largest of the two national quote teacher unions, they're, they're just these nasty people who claim to represent teachers, but they don't. They started bullying the PTA and they basically told the PTA, look, if you keep, uh, you know, when we want to go on strike, and you go in and you substitute for the teacher. These parents were covering the classroom so the kids wouldn't lose learning, right? And the teachers union, you keep doing that, you know, you, you, we can't get our way. So we're going to, they started bullying the PTA. So they bullied the PTA into a stance of neutrality. So ever since the 60s and 70s, the PTA no longer is the voice of parents or the voice of good teachers. It's the voice of the so-called unions. So the unions run the PTA, the unions run the teachers. The unions run the schools. The unions run the politicians who pass the policies that control the schools. The unions run the politicians that have caused the, uh, the, the, the government, the federal government, to control our schools. It was the teacher unions that uh, the first uh, pr presidential candidate that they got behind was Jimmy Carter. His thank you gift to them was the National Department of Education, including a cabinet level position. He was a horrible president, did horrible things for this country. And if you start looking back at the record of the teachers unions, they put Biden in office. They put Obama in office. They're a disaster to this country. So the, the thing that has silenced the voice of parents and good teachers is the so-called teacher unions who have taken over and made a disaster and a mess out of everything. And in W. Cleon Skousen's book, you said that very adroitly, in W. Cleon Skousen's book, The Naked Communist, back in uh, 1958, that was one of the things about get control of the, t of the unions, get control of the schools, uh, the tournament, the transmission belts for socialism. They have done that. Now, please, you know, as clear as you can, so people will wake up and understand where we stand, tell people 
what this has done to our kids over the last 50 years. And now if you're in public school right now, get this saying, okay, it's bad, but is it that bad? Yeah, it's that bad. So tell them what our kids are learning that troubles you and myself and so many, we, the people, Christian and conservative so much. Yeah, well, I'm going to start off with, because there's a lot of troubling stuff going on in our schools, and I want to cover that. But I want to go back to the basics. The worst thing, well, I can't say the worst because it's all a disaster. But one of the worst things that the so-called teacher unions and their radical allies have done to our schools is they have destroyed the ability of American citizens to read. So we, in the, in America, over 90% of American citizens were reading well with comprehension, mm -hmm. writing well. We had no problems. That was in 1930. Everything was fine in 1930. I told you the Frankfurt School started in 1933. The people that run the Frankfurt School escaped Hitler's Germany, went to Switzerland and came over here. And as she said, came through Columbia University in New York, which is an hour from me and started this garbage. So they weren't here. Yes, they, did. they came from Europe. Right. Exactly. And they brought that evil here. And, and they worked very closely with John Dewey, who people think is this great guy for public education. No, the man was a socialist and, and did uh, uh, countless things to damage your children. So the first thing they did was they started the removal of phonics instruction. A lot of your viewers might not even know what phonics is because they never learned phonics. I didn't. I learned phonics in college. By God's grace, I had a professor who taught me how to teach children well. So when what they did was they replaced phonics, a tried and true method. Phonics is C says K, A says A, T says T, A, T. Cat. That's how you learn how to read. Sounding out the letters and the sounds and blending them together. If you can, if you know phonics, you can read in a couple of months and you can be a first grader reading the Wall Street Journal. You might not comprehend all the big words, but you can, you can decode them and you can read them. So what they did was they brought in something called the look-say method. Most people would know it as Dick and Jane. When Dick and Jane look-say method, it's total educational quackery, was brought into our schools. Our kids were now just memorizing words instead of learning how to read. What did this do to our country? We now have millions upon millions of functional illiterates in this country. Last week, I was looking at some stats out of Illinois. I can't remember the number. I think it was 13 high schools where not even one child could read with proficiency. That is by design. So what I want well, wait to wait a minute, Rebecca, is, Rebecca, wait a minute. They could read. All they have to do is use Ubonics. <laughs> well, that's not reading. See, and that, that took Dick and Jane to another level. I couldn't believe when I thought America would reject Ubonics. And, and I, I was stunned. Yeah. Yeah, I think we did. American citizens did. <laughs> but those experts out there in charge somehow keep bringing these disasters back upon us. So there are 3,500 years of historical evidence that phonics is the proper way to teach your citizenry when you have an alphabetic language like English. So it's really obvious that these people are purposely destroying the reading ability of children. Why would they do that? Our American founders told us the only way to keep a free republic is with a well-educated, moral citizenry that can self-govern. How do you destroy a free republic and turn it into a socialist, communist hellhole? You have to make the people uneducated, immoral, so that they cannot self-govern. 
That's what's going on in our public schools. Now, I live in an area where parents think our public schools are still just fine because it's a, you know, a, a conservative area. I'm telling them our schools are not just fine. Your teacher might be nice. I taught kindergarten. I was a great teacher. I worked hard. I taught phonics. I loved the kids. I never would have damaged them. But I'm telling you, those kids were trapped in a corrupt system and eventually they were going to get harmed in that system. And there's a lot of teachers that have no idea how to teach. They don't know how to teach phonics. And if they do, they've been taught a watered down version of it that includes sight words and things that are actually damaging to the child's brain. So there's a lot going on in our public schools that is damaging our kids on purpose. And a lot of the teachers aren't even aware. Okay, what else did they do? Uh, you mentioned that there are some disturbing things going on in our public schools. Yes, thanks to the so-called teacher unions and their friends. And I'll just drop a few uh, names of a few of their friends. Mm -hmm. Planned Parenthood, um, ACLU, Southern Poverty Law Center, who call Christians and conservatives haters and put us on a hate map. Um, there, there's some real radical hundreds of organizations that have infiltrated your public schools paid for by you because of so-called teacher unions. All of those organizations need to leave and parents need to be in charge. But this is what's going on now. What have they brought in? Radical sex ed curricula where they will tell your preschooler, now a teacher like me won't do this, but a union activist, they'll tell your preschooler when you were born, your parents didn't know your gender. So they assigned you a gender. And someday you'll figure out your gender from an unending spectrum of genders. They'll tell your kids, you know, they'll confuse your boys, make them think they're not a boy and they're a girl. They'll secretly give them, um, you know, drugs to change their hormonal drugs to help change their sex as if you could do that it's impossible they're destroying these kids they're the the um uh the dei diversity equity inclusion the crt critical race theory uh, all of these radical communists these are if people don't understand I, I urge you go back into history just even as recently as nazi germany and understand they sexualize the children in these these tyrants. They sexualize the children. They divide the family. They get the children to report on the parents and the teachers. They uh, they bring in this oppressor versus oppressed idea. Make everyone think they're a victim. This is all communism. This is all the language of tyrants. It's all propaganda, and it's all over our public schools. And it's thanks to the so-called teacher unions. There's a lot of teachers out there that think the union, oh, they're getting me a raise, they're giving me a pension. No, they're destroying everything you love, your profession, your students, your own children, your family, your country. So it's it's really time for people to awaken to the fact that these government unions aren't who they claim to be, and they truly are. Um, very dangerous, especially to a free republic. Yes, indeed. Now, I know a lot of people are saying, okay, uh, I hear you, but I don't hear much of this going around, around the country. And you were a teacher, you started, uh, you know, rather young, you, you were a teacher at 28 years old, all of a sudden, something happened. So please fill in people about why you know this, because you found out the hard way. Yeah, I actually started teaching at 20, age 22. I was a student teacher, Gary. I think I've told you this story. I was a yeah, but it was 28, right, when you finally started to see, oops. 
Oh yeah, no, I started to awaken at the beginning, but it to, oh. I, I would say it was year twenty, year twenty three, twenty four, where I was totally awakened. So I'll just tell uh, the, the highlights of my story. So when I was twenty two, student teacher, I'm learning from this incredible master teacher. I'm thinking there's nothing wrong in our public schools, but I'm watching every day as the teacher next door is abusing the kids. She's screaming in their faces. She's grabbing them. She's yanking them. I, first graders they were six-year-olds and she was doing this to them every single day and i asked my master teacher i'm a mandated reporter of child abuse i see some i want to report it what do i do it's the teacher next door and my master teacher said today's the day you learn about teacher unions they're defending her job the district can't get rid of her the kids are out of luck and then she also told me that the unions were spending teacher dues money on radical politics on sexualized stuff this was in 1987 she told me this so it was already happening then. It started in the 30s. You know, when you're the devil and you want to take over, you pretend you're light. You pretend you're an angel of light. So the unions came in pretending that they're teachers who love the children and they slowly brought in evil. And now it's it's extremely obvious to everyone. So the thing that woke me up the most, Gary, throughout my teaching career, I saw the unions you know, fighting against parental rights. I saw them fighting against parents having the right to choose what kind of school their children would, would you know, attend. Um, they wanted every child in a publicly run indoctrination center. I saw that through my whole career and I pushed back. But when I really saw the truth was when I stepped up as a union rep, because I was forced to fund unions as a condition of employment. So I thought, you know what? I'm gonna become a rep and I'm gonna make a difference. So I got in there for three years as a rep and that's when my eyes were opened. I went to a state level California Teacher Association um, annual meeting and I, Gary, the whole expo center, my husband and I thought we were in the wrong conference because the entire center was Planned Parenthood, Gay, Lesbian, Straight Education Network. You name the radical sexual agenda that's after our kids, it was in that expo of the California Teacher Association. You name the leftist, you know, organization that's trying to damage our kids. That's what was in that expo. We were expecting, you know, teaching supplies, things for teachers to use to, to, to do a good job. So that's when my eyes started to open. And at that conference, I was personally bullied multiple times. And at the end of the conference, a teacher stood up during Q&A. They told us to ask questions. And she stood up and said, you know, we're concerned that that the union spending our money on politics. We don't want our money spent on politics. And that's when they brought down the hammer. The, yeah. the union leadership at that time, it was Lily Eskelson Garcia from the NEA and others were up on the stage. And when that teacher dared to answer that question, they got this thug like look and crossed their arms. And then they brought all these other thugs around that poor teacher to surround her, crossing their arms. And they completely withered that lady. They told her and told all of us that if you don't agree with union politics, there's something wrong with you. We're right about all this. You're wrong. How dare you question it? And they silenced 300 teachers in that room who were too terrified to, to you know say anything back they all walked out completely withered that's how so-called unions treat dedicated teachers who are really there to do the right thing for your kids and those dedicated teachers are leaving in droves because they can't take it anymore they have PTSD they're being told they have to sexualize the kids and they won't do it they're being told they have to lie to you and they won't do it so many of them have lost their jobs have retired early I'm not even retired I just walked out I don't have a paycheck anymore I just walked out because I felt God 
asking me to expose what's going on in our public schools. It's not a pretty sight. I don't care what great neighborhood you live in, how wonderful your neighbors are, your public school, if it's unionized, if it, it is run by the unions, it is run by the left. And even if it's not unionized, let's say you're in Texas and you don't have a union. A lot of those schools are unionized, but let's say yours isn't. The unions send billions across state lines and they are impacting your school. If you are in a public school, even if you're in a private school and you're taking federal funding, you're impacted by this. So it's, it's time for all of us to just wake up to this, that um, our schools are run by our enemies. And that we all have to, I, I think Americans have kind of gotten hooked. We've gotten hooked on the drug of free education. It's not free. We're paying billions for this, trillions for this disaster they're doing to our children. It's coming out of our, in my state, it comes out of my property taxes, which are massive. And so we're paying for this nightmare. Why not? Why don't we change the policy back to what it used to be? We're not paying for this anymore. We educate our own children. We figure it out on our own with our own community instead of having the government running things because it can't get any worse than it is, Gary. I, it's bad enough. And I know some people are thinking, well, Rebecca, you live in that whacked out state of California, but notice what she said. The person that bullied them, that, was, that person was from the NEA. That person was not from the California Education Association. That person was from the National Education Association. This is a nationwide problem. And if you wonder why Donald Trump, America first, constitutional, we the people are struggling right now and why Joe Biden and people like that who should have two to three percent approval rating even have an approval rating, it is because of this type of thing of 30, 40 years of indoctrination where our kids are now adults and they have been brought up under socialists, Marxist, communists, indoctrination. So some of them don't even know better. They're the useful idiots that Stalin and Lenin used to speak about, which takes us to the first time I saw you. 2020, I'm sitting on my uh, couch, getting ready to watch the Republican National Convention, the second speaker, Rebecca Friedrichs. How did that happen? How did you get involved with uh, President Trump? And boy, that was one of the crowning moments, right, in your life, because that helped you propel yourself to where you are now. And uh, please tell us about that. Wow, that was the biggest honor, I have to tell you. And the first thing I just want your audience to know, ever since that day in August 2020, I have been shadow banned on every single social media platform. And it has been very hard to overcome. We even changed my handle. So I'm just going to quick tell your audience our handle is Rebecca4Kids on all platforms. Please help us because we it's very hard to get the word out since that day because of the shadow banning. But how did that happen? I, I got to tell you, Gary, I have to give that one to the Lord I don't know how the Lord pulled that off, except that he does the impossible. Um, I had had the great honor in December 2019 to go to the White House and sit in the cabinet room and sit around um, the table with President Trump and other leaders in our country. And, and it was just a roundtable discussion. And I was the only one there who was a teacher. Everyone else was a student or a parent. And they were talking about um, how they believe that parents should have educational freedom for their students. They shouldn't be stuck in a government-run school based on their zip code. And um, so I was the last one to, to speak that day. 
um, as a teacher and I was telling President Trump, look, the so-called teacher unions claim to speak for me and claim to speak for teachers. They do not. They do not speak for teachers. Um, I was a teacher for a long time, as was my husband. We know so many teachers who are disgusted by the unions and their agenda. And so I was just telling him, um, please listen to the real teachers. Don't listen to the unions. We think all parents should have the right to choose for themselves how their children are educated and that no child should be trapped in a government-run indoctrination center. So that kind of started it. And, uh, you know, and then I was invited to, to be honest with you. I don't know how I got invited to the RNC, but I just received a message one day asking if I would do it. And I was so honored. It was the honor of my lifetime to speak out for such a wonderful president. I, I think President Trump is, I know there's a lot of women my age who, you know, they don't like his tweets or they don't like, you know, that he's not, um, you know, a country club behavior president. And, and I would like to speak to those women and others who feel that way. Please the do. reason he's not that way, he, pardon me? I said, please do, uh, amen. Yeah. The, yeah, the reason President Trump does not behave in that nice guy country club, club behavior is because our country is almost toast. We are almost done. We are almost over the cliff. We have been so infiltrated by communists, and it's the unions that did it. The government unions are running all of our three-letter agencies, our schools. You know, those government unions have helped to allow communists to infiltrate our government at every level. W. Cleon Skousen warned us about it in 1950s. So here we are, we have this president who I believe was called by God for this time because we need someone in the ring fighting and throwing punches at this evil. It's so, I mean, I think the fact that people are still sending their kids to public schools tells me that they don't realize how bad this evil is, how far we've gone. We are not behaving like a constitutional free republic anymore. We have um, judges and uh, you know attorneys general who have been you know prosecutors who have been put in their positions by Soros and who are using lawfare against the president of the, the proper president of the United States and good, honest people who are just American citizens standing up for our rights. They have, they're shredding the constitution to bits. And this is extremely dangerous. If we want to fall like Rome fell, keep going the way we're going. But if we want to be saved and we want this country to be restored to the constitutional free republic that our founders bequeathed to us, we need President Trump and we need fighters like him who are not afraid to call a spade a spade, who are not afraid to throw a punch to send out. And it's not a tweet anymore. It's X. I don't know what we call an X, but I want to give Elon Musk some credit for what he's done, uh, helping us to restore free speech with X. So this is what we need. The time is short. And I think it's time for people on our side to stop being so petty to stop saying, oh, I don't like the way his hair looks. I don't like the way he, you know, doesn't use perfect language. I, I don't like the guy's personality. Who cares? You're not marrying him. You're not voting him as your, your pastor. He's the guy to lead this country and to save it. And he's already proven himself. And the fact that those ugly, horrible, communist, tyrant type people are after him tells you that he's the right person. He's on target. Evil hates him. So we need to be on his side. And I think it's really important that we do that. And I, I agree 100%. And not only does evil hate him, 
But the fact that he's still standing, walking around, driving with his car window down and walking around like he doesn't have a care in the world after all of this garbage since 2016 lets you know the hand of God is upon him. And along those lines, since you brought up President Trump, on your website uh, for Kids and Country, you have an editorial, I think uh, you wrote it, I think for Town Hall, that talks about Fonnie Willis, the unions, President Trump. You just mentioned lawfare. You just mentioned about how Soros and how this ties in. Please kind of tell what's going on with that travesty, how this kind of ties into the union situation you're talking about. Yeah, well, the hypocrisy is breathtaking. So Fannie Willis is actually, in my opinion, she is the one who is guilty of racketeering. She is the one, so, so racketeering, just so, so we're all on the same page, uh, racketeering charges as things like extortion, okay? Uh, bribery, kidnapping, embezzlement. Okay, these are the kinds of things that, that, that get the label of RICO, a RICO charge. So here she is, she and this guy that she's been sleeping with and paying an astronomical amount of money, um, here they are accusing President Trump, who is an innocent man, of racketeering when the unions, the, the government unions that put Fannie Willis into her position and who are in bed with her, those are the people that I believe are guilty of RICO charges. Why do I believe mm -hmm. that? Well, let's just look at extortion. So for over 40 years, teacher like, teachers like myself were forced as a condition of employment to fund unions who used our money to destroy the American Free Republic, to infiltrate with communists in our three-letter agencies, to, um, you know, to, and to lie to teachers too. They didn't tell us they were using our money to, to, do, to do things like bring anti-discipline policies into our schools, which they pushed through Obama. And now our classrooms are war zones. When you steal money from people, they don't even have a choice. They have to pay you. And then you use it against their better interests. That's extortion. So the unions are guilty of that. And Fannie Willis is in their pocket. She's their pal. So she's guilty of it. I watched her uh, her testimony the other day. She is a prideful, uh, arrogant, and all I have to say is the scripture is always right. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall is what the scriptures say. So I'm looking forward to her fall because she is destroying or trying to destroy a good man and a great country. She is a she is not a person of integrity. She's a hypocrite. And and she dares to, you know, to argue she should be humbled by now. So what's another thing that um you know that's considered a RICO charge? Well, things like kidnapping. Well, I want to point out what they're doing in our public schools today because of the unions. In our public schools, teachers and counselors are told to lie to parents. I have met many teachers who have been told to lie to parents. This is happening all over the country. Why, by the way, in Florida too, I talk to teachers and counselors in Florida weekly who are being told to lie to parents, not just California. So lying to parents, telling the parent, not telling the parents that the child wants to change the gender that the child wants to go take drugs to change the gender, that they're teaching the children radical sex ed, showing them pornographic material, and they're not allowed to tell the parents that? Well, I think that it, that lines right up with kidnapping. Why wouldn't it? You are lying to a child. You are manipulating a child's mind. You are destroying a child and a child's innocence and lying to the parents about it. So that racketeering defined by law includes things such as fraud, that's fraud. 
and involving obscene matter. They're showing our children pornographic material. That's obscene. So the unions are clearly guilty of RICO abuses, racketeering abuses. And so Fannie Willis, who's in their pocket, is she's their puppet. She's doing their work. So I find it very um, ironic that she is accusing President Trump, an innocent man, of being guilty of RICO charges when she is. Another thing RICO does that I would just like to bring up is the reason RICO charges, the whole thing was started, is because the mafia would hire a hitman or hire someone else to do the to do the work. And then the mafia say, hey, we're not guilty. We didn't do it because the hitman did it. Well, that's the unions every day. And that's the same thing with Fannie Willis. They are doing the bidding. They are, they're doing evil themselves and they're hiring. They're using teacher funds to do it. They're, you know, they're hiring people to do all kinds of damage, Planned Parenthood to come in and damage our children. That's racketeering. You can't go out and hire people to damage others and then say, oh, we didn't do it. The unions are guilty. Uh, Fannie Willis and her boyfriend. She's a she's a homewrecker, isn't she? Too. They're Ooh. guilty. Yet they yet they blame President Trump. So so when I see hypocrites like that, I don't listen to a word they say. And I think we all need to question. We all need to consider the source when when somebody's accusing um, an innocent person or anyone. Consider the source. I hear you. And since you dropped a scripture about pride before the fall, also the evil will set a snare for us but they will become entangled and trapped in it themselves. So you see this Amen. happening. And I'm saying that this wacko judge up here in New York, he's next. Rebecca. Amen. We're praying for that. Right. Rebecca, you have to please. Yeah, this, this stuff is so crazy. Rebecca, please tell people about your outstanding book, your outstanding documentary, and your fantastic website and what people will find on it. Oh, well, you're so kind to give me this opportunity. I happen to have a copy of my book sitting here, so I'll show it there to you. There yeah. <laughs> My book is called Standing Up to Goliath, subtitled Battling Teachers Unions for the Heart and Soul of Our kid and Kids and Country. So Standing Up to Goliath is basically a, a, a book loaded with testimonies. The scripture tells us that we overcome by the blood of the land and the blood mm -hmm. of the lamb and the word of our testimony. So I gathered a bunch of brave teachers from around the country, interviewed them, and I share their stories in this book. And the bad guy, the Goliath, all throughout the whole book is the so-called teacher unions. I show how they abuse teachers, how they lie to us, how they spit upon us if we dare to push back on their sex ed. They spit on us. They bar us from being on health committees so we can't stop the nightmare. And all the things that teachers unions have, so-called teachers unions have done to great teachers over the years. Um, I also share a little bit of our story, uh, you know, how I got involved and, and that we went up to the US Supreme Court and our case was heard in 2016. Right. And how all eventually, yeah so, uh, yeah, so there were just, People say nothing good comes out of California. I beg to differ. So Friedrich California versus <laughs> right? Friedrichs versus California Teachers Association. There you go. So my yep, myself and, and ten other California teachers, we all stood against the California Teachers Association and the National Education Association. Our goal to stop that forced unionism. So now, as of June 27, 2018, every government employee in the United States of America has been freed. You no longer have to pay union dues as a condition of employment. Unfortunately, the unions are still there as your monopoly bargaining agent. Someone else needs to bring a case to kick them out, but you don't have to pay them 
one thin dime or one copper penny. And uh, unions are still lying to people, telling them, oh, yeah, you have to pay us this much. And, no, you don't have to pay them a penny if you're in a government union. And one of the ways we save this country is we get government employees, including teachers, firefighters, police officers, DMV, VA, CDC, whoever they are, help them get out of the union. So that takes me to our website. Our website is forkidsandcountry.org. If you want to help us to uh, free, liberate teachers and other government employees from unions, go to forkidsandcountry.org and click on the menu item, Liberate Teachers. Under that menu item, you will learn how to adopt a teacher. It takes three minutes to learn how to put your arm around them and help them to understand that they are funding the greatest evil in this country, unions, government unions. And then also under that, uh, liberate teachers is something called union exit where anyone teacher or any other government employee can easily in a three-step process get out of the unions and they can find alternative liability insurance because teachers are afraid they're going to be sued so we send them to an alternative source of greater liability insurance for a lot cheaper than the unions so that's our website for kidsandcountry.org and then you asked about our movie uh, we uh, co-produced a movie a couple of years ago called Whose Children Are They? You can find that at whosechildrenarethey.com. And that in that movie, we interview people from around the country to help who help to expose the radical agenda that's going on in our public schools and, um, you know, including the sex ed and the critical race theory and help people to understand that, that this is not how schools were supposed to run in America. Um, schools were run by parents, like we mentioned earlier, and schools were focused on the classics, classic works of, of literature, uh, phonics, learning accurate math, accurate history, not the 1619 project and all this other nonsense, and, and that we were very well-educated people, and that if we don't fix our schools and we don't do it soon, we're going to lose America as we know her. So um, that's at uh, whosechildrenarethey.com. Thanks for giving me the opportunity. Oh, one last thing. You can find us anywhere on social media at Rebecca4Kids, and that's Rebecca, F-O-R, kids. Thank you for all that information. People go look at it. She's got a lot of things on there. And if you don't know what's going on, this will bring you up to speed. Rebecca, thanks for coming on. Before you go, please give some encouraging words to parents, what they can do to get involved, because a lot of parents, and one of the problems when you find out how bad things are, things didn't get this bad overnight. It took a hundred years and parents go, geez, I don't have a hundred years to correct it, but you got to start. Starting today gets the ball rolling. So please tell parents how they can get involved. You know, I'm so glad you asked this question. And I just want to tell the parents, any, any messaging out there that you're hearing that says you don't have what it takes to teach your own child or the experts need to do it and you can't do it, that's all propaganda messaging from the teacher unions. So they have been, over the last 150 years, they have been knocking down parents. They have been telling you you can't do it. They've been claiming it takes experts. I'm going to tell you something. It does not take any expert to teach a child how to read or write or do mathematics. No, every parent out there can do it. And if you don't know phonics, you can easily get a phonics program that will help you teach it. And you'll learn yourself and you'll become a better reader. So parents don't believe the lies out there. You are the expert when it comes to your child. Nobody knows your child like you. And the scripture tells us that it is your responsibility to raise up and train up your child, not only in the scripture, but to learn that, that you know, the uh, pilgrims who were the first to, to, to start this country, right? They 
knew that it was so key for their children to read so that they could read the scripture, so that they could follow God. They had something called the old deluder Satan act that kept Satan out of, um, you know, out of their schools. Everything was about the, te- the parents teaching their children. So it is not only your responsibility because God told you to do it, but you are the expert. So don't believe the liars anymore. You can do it. As far as it took them, you know, 130, 150 years to create this disaster. Well, um, we have to start somewhere and Mm -hmm. one person can make a huge difference. I want to tell you when God first asked me to start speaking out against the unions, all I wanted to do, all I thought God wanted me to do was write one editorial and get it in my local newspaper. I was terrified. I didn't know how to submit an editorial, but by God's grace, that was submitted. It was picked up nationally. And within six months of that first editorial, look, I was a kindergarten teacher. I had zero contacts out in the world, media world, policy world, whatever. I didn't know anybody. I was a kindergarten teacher. I'd never even, you know, traveled. I, I knew I was just a simple person, not simple minded, but just living a simple life, minding my own business, voting, you know, that's about it. And I write this editorial and it starts to get picked up around the nation and I keep writing them. And within six months, I was lead plaintiff in a federal lawsuit heading to the United States Supreme Court with powerful lawyers all around me that I didn't know six months before. So don't limit God. If God is putting something on your heart, to he is putting on your heart to train up your own child because he told you that in the scripture. (laughs) So that's already there. But if he's telling you to do something else, stand up to this, speak out about that. You know, I told you the PTA is corrupt. Change your PTA from a PTA to a PTO. That's not corrupt yet. You know, have your own little local thing. Whatever God's asking you to do, take the step. Trust him. Move forward with him because he will do more with your, whatever your small amount. I, I, you know, I always clung to and still do that little, I think it's only three verses in the New Testament about the widow and her mite. Jesus pointed her out. She had, she had dropped a little mite. That's like a penny. She had dropped it into the offering box. That's all we have. And Jesus stopped everything and pointed her out to the disciples. He never pointed the rich people out to the disciples. He said, look at her. She just dropped in two mites. She gave everything Everything. she had. That's how God spoke to me at the beginning of this. He said, Rebecca, I'm not asking you to save the world. I'm asking you to give your two mites. Give what you have. And I said, I can do that. And that's when I wrote my first editorial, not even thinking it would get picked up. In fact, when I said to God, I don't know how to submit an editorial and I don't know anybody in media. You know what God said to my heart? That's my job. Don't worry about that. You just do what I asked. Write it. It's my job to get it placed. And boy, he did. He took care of every detail. So trust him. He's way bigger than our problems. It took demonic people, and I'm going to say it. The unions, the teacher unions especially, are led by people who are, I can't say if they're demon-possessed, that's between them and God, but they are doing the job. They're, they're, they're following Satan. They are doing, because what does he do? He comes to kill, steal, and destroy, and that's what they're doing. He's the accuser of the brethren, and they accuse us day and night. They used to accuse me for being a Christian, the teacher unions. So they're doing the bidding of Satan. Well, it takes Satan 150 years to get it done. God can do it overnight, right? He parted the Red Sea, wiped out the enemy. So we just have to trust him, because when you go through scripture, I can't, somebody, you know, send me an email if I'm wrong. I can't find one example in the scripture 
of where God did this mighty work without a human being obeying him and saying, okay, yeah, I'll do that. Moses had to stretch out his staff. God parted the Red Sea, right? Uh, Esther had to go before the king. She could have been killed before for that. Then God saved the people, right? In every case, we have to obey and go do something and then God shows up. So I, my challenge to your audience would be, don't let the devil and his workmen lie to you and tell you you can't do it and it's too hard and it's too big. It is too big for you, but it's not too big for God. Obey him, he'll show up, let him do it. I can't wait to see the results. And you're right about that. And since you mentioned Esther, you know, I was talking, I was talking earlier about the evil, the evil doers sets this trap and snare but they will fall in it. Now you had Haman who wanted to get rid of the Jews and Esther and Mordecai, he's setting up building gallows to hang Mordecai. And Esther goes in and talks to the king and the very gallow that the evil Haman was setting for Mordecai and to kill the Jews on, that's what he and his family hung on. So God will not be mocked. Evil will not win. And boy, you know how I feel about you and what you do because uh, the children must be protected. And, and Rebecca, I thank you for coming back on. You're always welcome to come back on the show. And uh, God bless you, God bless Charles, and God bless your family. Keep on doing what you're doing. Oh, thank you, Gary. God bless you too. And it has been an honor to be here with you and your audience. Love, always love talking to you. There you have it, Rebecca Friedrichs a warrior for and defender of our children. I want to thank Rebecca Friedrichs for having the drive and passion to fight for our kids, to fight against the school unions, to fight against the Marxist, communist, socialist indoctrination that has so devastated America. We've got to get the children back, everyone. And this is where it starts. It starts at the bottom with our school kids. So thank you for what you do, Rebecca. Keep up the good fight. This podcast is available at RadioInfluence.com or wherever you get your favorite podcast. Hope you subscribe to it, leave a rating and a review. You can also get the video version at YouTube, Radio Influence, Conservative Television of America, and Rumble. Also, hope you subscribe. This helps people find the show. There's also an audio archive to this show where you can see more than 150 high profile guests who have been on the show before. Okay, so some of them, AF Branco, Christina Bob, Tom Del Beccaro, Kira Davis, Lieutenant General Michael Flynn, Vince Everett Ellison, Monica Crowley, Tom Holman, Kevin Sorbo, Steve Stern, uh, Donna Fiducian, Don Nguyen, uh, Judge Janine Pirro. You can find all kinds of guests all talking about the same thing, what it takes to save America. Well, that's it for now, folks. So until the next time, this is your host, Gary Benford, saying God bless you, God bless your families, and God bless America.